back with the homies, you know. Drink on some floaties, smoke some fat Oh, yeah, dazzling, stimulating. And you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Very Tommy T. Let's go. Yeah, congrats to Francisco Lindor on his $340 million contract. Yeah. I believe, believe he deserves every damn penny. Plus, now he could purchase the diet company Lindora. And then I put hashtag Lindor's Lindora. Lindora. I didn't even know about that diet company. Yeah, it's Was it like a, a high end? Yeah, it's a high end diet company, Lindora. Yeah. And how much money did he get again from the match? $340 million for the next 11 years. Holy smokes. Yeah. They offered him, they, listen to this, Barry. They offered him $325 million. Okay. And he turned it down. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. I love it. So, I wait mean, a minute. He really so needed the it. other $20 million? Listen, I don't know. I don't know how this stuff is done, but I get it. You know, like they're in, it's a market. It's a market. It's like well, a legitimate the, market. You got a city. representative, mm-hmm. you know. No, I mean it's just like you know, like there's there's a market for a for a oh, market for contrast, you know. So and then like uh, uh, Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, the the point guard for the Lakers, he's a free agent this coming year. The Lakers offered him a four-year, eighty-four million dollar extension. He turned That's it good. down. He said no, not enough. This other guy, John Collins. I mean, the most the most boring name in the history of sports. John Collins. He's a uh, He's a, you know, he's a big man for the Atlanta Hawks. He's second or third, third or fourth year, whatever he is. Nothing special. He's never done, no, done nothing. You know, I mean, he's been on Atlanta. He's okay. He's done nothing special. They offered him like $90 million or $95 million. And he said, no, I don't want it. I, I want to see what that's on the market. So, so Ricky Schroeder doesn't want the money? He Dennis Schroeder, wanna... no. He hey. thinks he's going to get way more than $84 million. Way How more. Much- how much is he getting now? Twenty-one million a year. What's he getting now? I don't know. He said he's coming off the end of a contract that he got in Atlanta like yeah. four years ago or something. I don't know. He doesn't think that's enough. Well, I don't think I don't think they think he's like that. Yeah, I, I know. Thinking like it's whether it's enough or yeah, not. I get you. Thinking of what the market is for them, you know. I mean, of course, we can't understand that, but it's still funny. Yeah, think, yeah. No, no, it is. It is. Well, the, the 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 yeah, the Mets guy. It's like he needed the twenty million, the extra twenty. Well, I, uh, the word was that he was going to go for four hundred million. He was going to be the first four hundred million dollar guy. But then he, you know, they they renegotiated. They kept negotiating. I mean, look at you know, it, it, there's more extreme cases. Dak Prescott last year, he turned down apparently a five year, hundred seventy five million dollar contract from the Cowboys. And played on he played on the franchise tag, which was 30, 31 million, right? And he broke his leg. He didn't just break his leg, dislocated his whole ankle. So he turned down 175 million and and he played football. You know, you and you know in football in any given play, it's it's over, right? Yeah. yeah. He said, nah, it's 175 million is not enough. The market for me is higher than that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the franchise tag. I'm going to sign the franchise contract. I'm going to play and we'll renegotiate next year. And then the following year he renegotiates or he keeps continues to negotiate and he ends up getting his contract. Ends up getting what he wanted. It's amazing. But but the thing is I can see Dak because I could see the quarterback in the NFL and I could see maybe he, he, you know, 
that's I can see that's a good Ray. I get that he wants more, and I, I can figure to see that that working. But um, um, Truder, I don't I don't get it. I think that's a pretty good deal for a point guard. No, I I think the other way around. I can see Schroeder uh, turning down his contract and playing out the rest of the year, hoping he doesn't have a serious injury because he's going to make the money somewhere. I think that's the one that's harder to turn it down because of how badly he could be injured. That's true too. Well, that's, you know, yeah. That's, well, that's why I, I mean, the money wise, I could see way more money like that, that, that Dak would want because of if he gets hurt, but also the quarterback position compared to, to the point guard, you know, like what did, yeah. what did, um, what, what, who's the highest paid point guard in the NBA right now? Well, Chris Paul's making forty something million. Yeah. Well, he deserves it. I mean, yeah. Uh, he, he deserves nothing. He does. He's got two jobs. He's got the Hold players. He, he runs the it's players. A, the Players Association. Hold yeah. on a second. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get my stool. Hold on one second. Okay. Get your ear pods because that thing's making noise. Tom, where are you going? He left. He's left the building. Tommy T has left the building. Oh, I'm starving. Put your pods in. I think those are making noise again. Okay. Try the pods. You got your pods. We now are experiencing technical difficulties. Yeah, I don't think I can. I can't stand for this whole one. Bye. We are now experiencing technical difficulties. I can't stand. stand I can't stand the whole the whole time this time because I did. I got the vaccine today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess when you were standing is when the noise was happening from the. Yeah. So listen, oh, wait. I don't want to say Chris Paul doesn't deserve his $40 million. Yeah. I mean, but, he, does, he does the other job too. The players association. Yeah. No, Chris yeah, Paul's good. He's good. But I, I, I don't, I think I, I don't love Chris Paul like everyone else does. Chris Paul's a good point guard, but I, I don't put Chris Paul in a category. I mean, he's like a 10 time all-star. It's like yeah. he's never won. He's never won anything ever. He's never done anything in the playoffs in his whole life. And he's had teammates. He's had teams. So, you know, Chris Paul's a good player, but I don't put him in the same category as all the other NBA players put him. I, I have a different viewpoint of right. his so, so he's getting 40. And and Schroeder wanted was get they only wanted to give him what four eight twenty one million twenty one million a year for four right. years and, and what did um you know since we're talking cash here I want to talk all these guys what what did Rondo get on his uh, well, he deal? got he got like on the Clippers two years <coughs> like two years thirteen million he got nothing oh my god nothing. that's it I know he's older but that geez that's terrible he should have just nothing. stayed with he should have just stayed with the Lakers. Well, they, they didn't even offer him, I don't think. Or they offered him way lower than that. I don't know. Oh, all right. All right. I, I get you. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's – it's, um, you know, I don't he's know. On, he's on the yeah. Clippers now. Yeah. And then I want to – okay, so so Schroeder, <laughs> Schroeder, we're talking contracts and money here. So Schroeder wants more. Yeah, I could see that because compared to I Rondo's. mean, Schroeder's not as good as uh, – Chris Paul or maybe even Rondo. I mean, Schroeder's all right. You know, I, he's got an ugly shot. He doesn't make it. He doesn't Is it because he's that. younger? He's not that young. He's like 27. Younger than those guys. He's been around a long time. Maybe, you know, it's weird. And then in baseball, the guy in San Diego's got the biggest contract, right? Well, the not Phenom. anymore. 
No, he uh, this Lindor passed him by a million dollars. That's why they did it. Yeah, he passed it by a million. That's why Lindor did it. He wanted to pass him. Yeah, he well, thought he's the best player in the league. He didn't want to be. I don't think. Less. I, I, I that, but when it gets to that level, I don't even think Lindor's in on it. I think that the, the agent negotiating, and that, yeah. I think that's the market. I think you know one thing about one thing about the contracts, especially baseball. You know, everyone always says, my father's always saying this for years. He's always says, well, the owners are not going to pay that money anymore. And I tell my father, it's never <laughs> not gone up. It always yeah. goes up. I don't mm -hmm. care who it is. It goes up. Mm -hmm. You know, it was at 100 million. And then, you know, then it went to 200 million. And then it went to 300 million. And it's going to be 400 million in a couple of years. It never, it never goes down. The, the, the top player in free agency whether it's Mookie Betts or Francisco Lindor, because let, let's face it, you're not a huge baseball fan like I am. Nope. Did you ever hear of Francisco Lindor before this year? Not no. really. Nope. No. I mean, I know who he is because he played for the Indians, and I always loved that young Indians team. It was a great yeah. young team where Jose Ramirez, that little five-foot-six-inch third baseman, second baseman, you know, and they had a really good young team. They had good pitching. They developed young players as well as any team in Major yep. League. Yep. And they get rid of everybody. So no one ever heard of Francisco Lindor, you know? You never even heard of Lindor or the diet company. No, I don't even know what no, so, Yeah, so this is very educational for you, buddy. Well, your father, you got to explain it to your father this way, because your father's a blue-collar guy, and your father's thinking, there's no way they're going to keep moving it up, moving it up 200 million, 300 million, 400 million. He doesn't understand it's not the minimum wage. The minimum wage doesn't go <laughs> Your dad's thinking it's the minimum. Like the minimum wage hasn't gone up in over a decade or whatever to, to do inflation and cost of living. But the pro athletes, it's going to go up. Yeah, there's no, there's no ceiling on it. There's no ceiling yeah. on the pro contract. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, they're going to get paid for extras, the cost of living, yeah. inflation. It's, it's the sure. other guy. The little guy's not going to get it. Your dad's looking, thinking, well, you know, unemployment, I mean, uh, minimum wage doesn't get it. <laughs> It's like, a, it's going to go wherever it wants to go. Yeah. It's just the way it is. So, all right, well, let's get you out. Know, so you had, um, cause you're, um, you're glassy eyed. Um, yeah. you had your second, um, COVID second vaccine. vaccine. Yeah. And which one did you get? Mom, I um, got the Pfizer. The Pfizer. Okay. Yeah. Which one did you get? Madeira. <laughs> is that it? Madeira? Moderna. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. I think it's uh, Spanish. I think mine's Spanish. Yeah, sure. Mine's German. Then, I right? think yours is German. I think mine's well, Spanish. Pfizer with a PF. The P silent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I even know that. I could actually pronounce that word. And a lot of yeah. other people probably would get that wrong. But yeah. so you feel as you had your second shot. And today, yeah, I could tell, like, you know, you're, you're, yeah, I'm a little run down today. It's, a, I don't know why today's a tough day. I did yoga last night, that 100 degree, you know, I did the hot oh. yoga. It was 100 degrees in the class. The class is 100 degrees set. It's 40% humidity. Oh, what are you doing? And I mean, and then you got to wear the mask. What are you doing? Man, you're, I you're, yeah, why, you out. knew you had the shot today. Why you did you, couldn't you just take oh, a break buddy, from the workout activity? I don't change my schedule, buddy. I just keep going. I, I, I don't change. I just keep going, man. I'm like a machine. I know, I'm but, but you could, you, you should have taken yesterday class activity class off. Cause you had to do the shot. I think that's where you're, why you're even more you wore it, down. You think it ran me down. Yeah. You know, this isn't the stepbrothers movie. 
like with, you know, Will Ferrell and, and the other guy, and they had to make the bunk beds because they wanted more room for activities. I mean, you know, you we can do more, more activities. We can do a lot of activities. You're like got the schedule with all these activities. And yesterday, last night, and not even just an activity of walking around the block or taking a little brisk jog, you go to a hundred degree. What is this hundred degree well, yoga? It's, it's, it's hot yoga. It's a vinyasa flow yoga class at True Fusion. So it's a hundred degrees. The, the, the class is set at the temperature set a hundred degrees, and it's at forty percent humidity. So I mean, you're just you're just soaked. I mean, you're complete. Like you're. It's like the. I mean, so it's like listen. You know, we, you and I did the saunas. You know, when we go on tour. You know, I love saunas. Right? Okay, and, and steam like, rooms. I love steam rooms better. Steam than saunas. Rooms. Like, well, like imagine going into a sauna and a steam uh-huh. room and working out for an hour. That's exactly what it is. Who do you think you are? You think you're like Jake LaMotta? Jake LaMotta used to do that after a fight. He yeah, was no, in the yeah. sauna after the fight. The guy was a maniac. When, Wait, Bobby you, Knight, you... when Bobby Knight was coaching in Indiana, the only time he ever worked out was when he went into the sauna or the steam room. <laughs> he didn't work out. Yeah, or throw a chair. I mean, that's, that's, that's sauna, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, choke a guy. He yeah, choke a guy, throw a chair. That guy, Neil Reed, choked him. They choke him, yeah. Grabbed him by the neck. He said, I didn't choke him. <laughs> that was his workout. Choke the guy, throw the chair, go to the throw sauna. The yeah. But um, I <laughs> still think that was a mistake what you did. I know you love your activities. Like I said, like the, the like Will Ferrell and the, and, and the stepbrothers thing. The activities, activities. I mean, you love it. But you got to – sometimes you have to say no. Like last yeah. night. Well, I, I didn't even think – I didn't even think of it. I was scheduled to do it. So I just – you know, I didn't even think. I knew the next morning I had to – Shot. I mean, you know, it's not I, the shot isn't debilitating to, today. I'm just a little. You're just, just a little. Yeah, it's not, because it's not you overdid deal. it last night. Like, yeah. how come you just didn't take a regular yoga class? Well, then okay. I went out with Jinju and we had a couple beers. You know, we went out, had a couple. Wow, of what a, a 24 hours! I don't know. I mean, oh that's, my that's gosh, that's regular. Wait, but 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 why didn't you just do like what other class do you do that's less stressful than the the the, the crazy I, I temperature do. Do. yoga? I all I do all the classes at the the yoga studio. I do t- tomorrow. I'm doing um, tomorrow, I'm doing right. I, barefoot barefoot boot camp. You know, so well, you go over glass, broken glass. No, no it's, yeah, it's running you know, over the broken they, glass. They go in the big room. You know, they blast uh-huh. the music. They got the young lady, the young girl up there. She's like 24, 25. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's the teacher. Although tomorrow's what's tomorrow? Friday, I think tomorrow. No, I have I have another teacher. Um, she's really good, but yeah, I mean, no, you just, um, you get your weights before the class, you go in the, you go into the room, you pick out your weights Mm -hmm. and then you get the, the bed, the band, you know, the rubber band, like the thick, the thick workout band, Mm -hmm. right. It's like super thick. It's like this short. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you get a block, you get one of those styrofoam blocks and you bring it over by your mat and you get set up with your water. And then she comes in and she just basically, um, does a little two minute speech about, you know, if you're feeling lightheaded or if you're feeling, you know, cause the room is heated. So, you know, it's not a hundred degrees. Tomorrow's not a hundred degrees. It's like 90. Yeah. 95. tomorrow. So tomorrow's a, a little lower temperature. Yeah. And, and then, so then it's a one hour workout where basically it's a boot camp. You just mm-hmm. go from one exercise to the, to the other. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, it's abs. You do like a whole core thing, you know, at the beginning and, and then you go and you're jumping around. Like a little, circuit. Yeah. It's a circuit it's like right a on circuit. your mat, right on your mat, but on the, the mat. Circuit. Yeah. So you got the boot camp and the crazy temperature, like, you know, yeah. like, so like, I do like the a boot camp. I do the Pilates. The Pilates is a boot camp style also. So I do two different boot camps and then I do the yoga. The yoga is a vinyasa flow. 
where you're doing all your push-ups. What you know, does like, that mean? A vinyasa flow is, you know, it, it's basically, you know, you, you, you do like these movements that they put into like a flow where you start up doing a sun salutation. So you're, you know, you're basically starting really high and then you're, and then you're, and then you're folding in half. Mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, you're folding all the way down. And so then you arch your back. And then mm -hmm. you jump back into a um, high push-up position. Mm. And then you go down and do a push-up, which is called the chaturanga. And then mm -hmm. you do the up dog. You do the up dog where you arch your back mm -hmm. all the way up. I know and, then that one. End up and then you, up in a, you end up in the down dog. Down dog. Right? Right? So that, that's, a, that's a salutation. It's a sun salutation. It's a, whole, it's a whole flow, right? And then as the class goes further, then you just keep adding on to that flow. So, so and, and, and down dog, down dog, is that named after because of how the dog stretches? With I the, front, the front legs out a dog. I just thought that that's how they stretch a dog. Yeah, a lot of. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I've never seen them do down dog. I've seen a dog do. Wait, what, do what? Down dog and up dog. You, 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 it's it's a it's a very subtle move. But our dog does down dog and up dog. When he does he do both? Yeah. yeah. So he so both. he does. So and he's in good shape. Your dog. He's in great shape. But he's not doing a hundred degree uh, down no. dog. Uh, no, he does dog. nothing. He just walks. Well, he does a hundred degree if you take him outside when it's hundred degrees. Yeah, He'll but do I don't down do dog that. and up dog. We don't even do that. Yeah, no, you would never do that, but you'll yeah. do it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like me. But you, and I want to start taking these classes with you because, you know, after a while, like I get frustrated and I get, um, you know, this walk, just walking or, or, yes. or blah, 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 you know, and I can't go play like in a basketball team or a soccer oh. team because I don't trust these older guys because they'll just injure you. Like they'll yeah. just on accident they'll injure you because they can't even stand uh, they'll up. Fall into you like Solomon Hill falling into LeBron. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so it's well, well, basically, you know, especially, you know, if some of these guys like you know they probably bring their walker and then they, you know they they, they they throw their walker at you. Or I run over their walker, but I can't. Yeah. I can't. I've I've come to the conclusion I cannot do team sports anymore. Oh, I, God. I, I, like, not even softball. Funny. Not hey, even softball. Twenty years past team sports. Yeah, I I, I wanted to keep doing team sports. Ah, I like the done. camaraderie. I like uh, I like being with a team, you know. And I and I and I miss that. You you retire. But, you got to retire. Yeah, because it. I've tried it, and uh, soccer. I tried, and guys come at you like yeah, you know, no, you're coming you at me with your cleats up. I mean, what is this? Isn't the World Cup? Like you yeah. know, in the basketball, the same thing. These guys think you know they're like the next coming, you know, and they're like, they're like, they're, they're not in control of their body and they're just making well, terrible the big, decisions. The big thing about basketball, I played, you know, I played a little bit with Roman, you know, as he was going through school, you know, the, the hard thing about basketball when you play is getting off the ground, like jumping off the floor, like, you know, going for a rebound, you know, how you got to tap it and you got to go two, two oh. three times in a row. You don't have that second, third jump. No more. No, if you no. try it, if you yeah, try it, hard. second or third jump, you're going to tear your Achilles. Hey, rupture listen, it. You know who doesn't play any basketball anymore ever, ever is is Charles Barkley. That guy has him. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. He doesn't even go on the court to mess around. I mean, that guy looks like he could barely move. Yeah, I don't blame him. Like, and then the, I tried the softball because I thought this is easy, and but then the problem there is these guys get drunk. You know, like the, the guy, they don't yeah. take it. So it's not even serious. And then they can hurt you because they're drunk. Very so, not easy because if you're out in the field and someone hits a pop-up, right? And you're yeah. chasing through the pop-up, yeah. you're looking up, you step in a hole, you blow your knee out. I'm, I'm not playing. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 
And let's face it, when you get to our age, too, a lot of these guys, they're not in shape. They're not in shape. They never played organized sports. They never lifted a weight, you know, and they, yeah. now, now, now they want to play all these sports and stuff. So, so I'm going to start getting with you. I can't start out at the 100 degree yoga. No, you got other things. You got to ease into that. You got That's something that you have to, we have to like work our way into. You know, there's other classes and you could start doing them at home, online. You know, there's other ways. You don't have to do the hot yoga. The, the good thing about the hot yoga is once you advance into the hot yoga class, it, there, there's a whole thing that it does for your organs. There's a whole, like it's re releasing a lot of toxins because, mm -hmm. of, because it, there is a deep sweat. You know, and, and, and there's also the, the workout goes much deeper and also to be able to take those deep breaths throughout the class. Uh -huh. That's what that's where I'm I struggle sometimes because of the mask now. Yeah, because of yeah, when that goes away, though, you'll be fine. I don't know if the mask is going to go away, buddy. I'm not so confident in the I next might, within this year at the end of the I, year. I don't know. Listen, I mean, I, one positive thing the, that I heard a couple of days ago was the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell he projected that this coming season, he feels like the stadiums can be full, right? So okay. that's the first time I've heard anybody talk about a sellout. With he masks? Didn't the, he didn't use the word sellout. He okay. just said, he full. said, we're anticipating the stadiums will be full this coming season, right? Okay. So now, in my opinion, if they are going to sell all the tickets and fill up the stadiums in September, okay. October, they're not going to, they're going to have to wear masks. I believe they're going to have to wear masks. I don't think they're going to let, they're not going to let 60,000 people in Heinz Field in Pittsburgh with no masks on. I think they're going to make them more masks. Do you think he's thinking because outdoor arenas in the summer, fall, maybe it'd be warm enough. And then if you're indoor, they'll probably add uh, extra filters to those indoor stadiums. No, I don't, I don't think he's thinking anything along medical terms. I just think that he's just projecting from a business model. I don't mm. think he has any kind of medical information or he's just, uh, he, he's thinking from a business model, they're anticipating filling up the stadiums. Well, there you go. If he's thinking that, I would think pretty soon by fall, you don't have to wear a mask at the 100 degree yoga anymore. Probably well, not. I'm, I hope. I mean, because it's they distance you in those classes. Yeah. We're Even normally, yeah. they kind of distance you. Yeah. So maybe I should do that and forget about the team sports because maybe this yoga place could become a team sport for me in a way because there's a lot there's people there like you know you're oh. with other people trying to yeah. you know and everyone wants everybody to succeed so it seems like yeah, i mean there's that's not a competition in there you know everyone you know i mean you basically just pay attention to yourself you don't really you know there's no communication going on you know you don't you don't communicate you know yeah. there's one guy there's one guy he comes in he's a big guy he looks like he's a former athlete like former weightlifter or something he's a big mm -hmm. guy he looks like he's a good 220 pounds or something mm -hmm. and he's um he's tattooed from head to toe like mm -hmm. he's got a tattoo on every every square inch of his body he's got a tattoo that's visible right because you don't wear a shirt because it's so hot you know oh yeah shorts so um he comes in and he does all these advanced poses he's done doing the handstands and he's doing the side crow you know where you're just on your arms he's showing off and though yeah, but he falls. Good, he falls good, well, good. He's, he's going to kill somebody. He rolls his, he comes in late one day, a couple weeks ago, right? He comes in a little late to class. We're all set up. Right? I don't like this guy already. There's only one spot. There's only one spot next to me. And he rolls oh, his great. mat out next to me. I never talked to him. He seems like a nice guy. He's very friendly with everybody. He rolls his mat out next to me. And I say, 
oh man, I got this guy. He falls over when he does does these handstands. Like he tries to do these handstands. Oh, okay, see now right? you're, you're in a pose. Like you're in a pose, and he tries to take it to an advanced pose. Mm. Because in yoga, you can when you're in a pose, you could go according to how your body is. You could go in a All beginner right. style. Yeah. Or he takes everything into this advanced thing, and he's not. He's not. He's a strong guy, but. He just falls over. Like, he all of a sudden, bam, hits the floor, and he just misses you. I said, see, he, 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 see, some of these people, see, again, like, he's doing, he's like a show-off. So I don't even know now. Now I'm a little leery. Like, to me, it's almost, it's like the softball with these crazy people, and you get hurt. Like, this guy's going to hurt me now there. Well, I think gotta, what I'm going to, I think I'm going to pay this. attention. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to ease into your thing down the road. Yeah. But I'm going to want to know if you'll go with me to, like, the senior rec center. And we'll do just some light stuff there. They got like Tai Chi. They got Swim Fit. Oh, I, we just go, I, you go with me and we'll do a little couple yeah. things there. They got some nice, well, you know. Swim Fit will be good. I like the Swim Fit. I, I, I used to swim in LA for years. You know, I swam my, you know, at the Olympic pool, you know, so I could do that, yeah. you know. Yeah, so we'll do Swim Fit. And there's they got a lot of classes, believe it, at the Senior Rec Center that – you know, they're not going to be as high impact and they won't have guys like trying to do headstands in a hundred degrees and he falls down, falls down, you know? And, and the other thing is now because of the, because of COVID they have spots on the floor marked where each mat yeah. goes, right? Yeah. So you have to put your spot, you have to put your mat right on this one corner, right? And has to, has to stay in each spot. So he comes in next to me, I get my mat and I move it off my mark. I move it over against the wall. Sure. Because I'm like, if this guy falls, I'm not going to have this 220-pound guy landing on me. Could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, you could get really Crazy. hurt. So, so, you know, but I got to give you credit. I still think it was a mistake to go last night because you got the, the COVID uh, vaccine shot today. And, and tomorrow, I don't even know about tomorrow. I guess you yeah, could go. I got to go do my boot camp, depending on how I feel. But I got to go do my boot camp. But you're, you're, you know what? You're an inspiration to all you know, senior people, people out there, um, you know, just like how I showed that, that Lenny Kravitz last week, the guy is an inspiration. Yeah, not, and I'm there's not. a lot of people remember our, like back in the day, that. Jack LaLanne was our inspiration. I love but, Jack you know, You're an inspiration and I'm going to ease Jack into it. Made it. I think Jack LaLanne made it to 97 or something. Yeah, The guy was like a maniac. And what do you do? Push-ups. Push-ups, sit-ups. Push-ups, that's it. Push like Herschel Walker. Like Herschel Walker. He swam, he swam the English yeah. Channel. Yeah, Herschel Walker gets up. He does hundreds of push-ups and sit-ups. Look at that guy. He's a maniac. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to ease into it. But, you know, I, I like it that you're very active. I'm still a little active, but we're going to stay active. And we're going to, like, you know, maybe maybe down the road, me and you will go to, like, a park. And we'll just, like, we'll do, like, um, White Man Can't Jump. And, like, you know, we'll fake it like we don't know what we're doing. And you know, like how, how Woody Harrelson did, and then we'll do, and then we'll just you know these guys will go, hey, you want to play? And then we'll go, I don't know, you know. And then we'll, we'll we'll do a little wager, and then we'll get, then they'll have to keep coming back because we'll keep beating them, and we'll do yeah. like a little a little two on two side action for money. <laughs> now that would be fun. All right, so look, enough of the activity talk, but that was great talking. You know, I I got on the subject because you 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 look yeah. flush, you, yeah. you look flush. Um, so let's talk about um uh. The NBA, let's first NBA, and you wanted to talk about who can stop the Nets after the additions of their, they got two new old guys, um, and who could stop them. I, I don't think, real quick, I don't think anyone is going to stop them stop in the them, East. Yeah. I think Philly is playing way above their head, and, and because it's the East, 
if Philly well, was in, in West, like forget Philly. it. So, so no, go ahead. Like I like Philly because we don't like the, the point guard. Uh, we don't think Ben Simmons uh, point guard is any good. Uh, and I, I just don't think he's any good. Uh, you know, and then, um, and then Philly's got Joel Embiid, who's very, very good, but he's, he's injured all the time. Like, like Anthony Davis. He's just like Anthony Davis. He's always out. He's another guy too, that he looks like he just woke up all the yeah, time. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, he, he, he's not in super great shape, although this year he's been playing at an MVP level that they say, you know. And it's weird because sometimes he plays at that level and he looks like he's sleepwalking, though, during it. It's like really, yeah. you know, some guys are really yeah, aggressive and they a got weird, a lot of. Well, he's a seven footer with like a full arsenal. Like he's like he's like Akeem Olajuwon. Like he's a, he's got a yeah. full arsenal of moves. He could shoot, you, do everything. You know, he's, he's a poor man's. Olajuwon. Yeah, he's a he's a great he's a great. Olajuwon was only like six eight or six nine. He wasn't that big. He was listed at six eleven or six. Well, you know why he was so fantastic? He was so agile because he played soccer. He played goalie. Yeah, yeah, he was a goalie. You, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. so so you so tell me about the Nets. Do you think it's a lock? Well, I mean, there's there's no such thing as a lock. You know, yeah. we've seen all every great team. Every great team can lose, and so there's no lock. The, the, the Lakers aren't healthy, and the Lakers are not going to be healthy. It's April 1st, right? So the playoffs yeah. start mid-May. Yeah. The Lakers are not going to get healthy and then get together as a team in just six weeks. It doesn't work that way. God. The NBA doesn't work that way. Yeah. you gotta, like you, you got to be playing your best when the playoffs come around. You have to be playing together. So the Lakers are going to – like LeBron's coming back in three or four weeks or whatever it is now – AD, they say that he's a ways away, that he's been working on the court now. I have no confidence that Anthony Davis is coming back this year. I have none. I think that the Lakers are going to go through the, the paces with him now and get him on the court and work him out a little bit, and they're going to keep testing his Achilles or his, his calf. Yeah. But I do not believe that they're going to let this guy sit out two months. Right. He has a place since February. They're not going to let him sit out two months, and then they're going to say, okay, AD, go get him. It doesn't work that way. They're not going to do that. Well, it'd be three months because he's going to sit out April too. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. So they're not going to sit him out three months and train him back up to speed and then say, okay, AD, go 100% balls to the wall. It, it, that's, they're not going to do that. They just signed him to like some $200 million yeah, contract no, right. and they're, they don't want him injured for next year. Eve, that they're going to shut him down soon. That's a good point. Which, and, which and, kills the Lakers' chances. Right? Well, and you're right. You're right, too, because if, if both of those guys, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, are going to be out the, basically the month of April, the playoffs start mid-May. Two weeks, even if they started up no, together, two enough. weeks is not even enough time to get going for the playoffs. So, in, in my opinion, oh, the Lakers are off the clock. The Lakers are done. <sighs> and I know it gets terrible. Like, you know, you never – you never want to say LeBron's done because he always finds a way. He's LeBron. I know. But again, I have no confidence that AD is going to be up to speed. Now, the funny thing is, well, it's not really funny, but the irony is they, they, they signed Andre Drummond. They got him on a buyout, right? Yeah. Right. Cleveland bought him out. They told I like him. him. Cleveland yeah. said in, in, in February, Cleveland said, go take a seat. We're not going to play. You I anymore. can't believe it. Trade yeah. you, right. So he took a seat in February. Hasn't played since February over a month right? Or whatever it is. So he comes in first game, he injures his toe. So he's out. Yeah, He's got no toenail now. Yeah. He's got like the toenail fell off. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of luck is this? So, so now so what happens? I just read that he's out one or two games. So, but again, 
He's not going to be out one or two games. They're saying he's out one or two games. I guarantee you he's out more than one or two games. I guarantee it. And then Gasol is – they're going to well, buy him done. out? They're, they're done with him. They're not going to buy him out, but they – They took the like, wrong brother. Was they took mistake. the wrong brother. They should have took Paul. No, Paul. Paul they should done too. They, yeah, but they're, I would have taken him. Listen, you can't – not everyone can play old like LeBron. Not or everyone Kobe, is like Kobe. LeBron. All right, yeah. so 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 they're so you're telling me the reality is setting in now for me and all well, Laker no fans listen, out but, there. But Barry, no one's saying it. When you watch ESPN, when you watch all these shows on of Fox course. Sports, no one's saying what we're saying. No one's saying I think I think the Lakers are done. I mean, maybe they don't believe it. Maybe they think I'm nuts. But but you explain to me how AD is going to sit out three months and then they're going to push him on the court and say go 100 miles an hour. That's not going to work. You know why they're not talking about it. They're not talking about it because it's business. And yeah, they have they to work for the networks. Yeah, and they have to they have yeah. to keep the perpetuating that it's yeah. gonna work out so people still view and all that. But I'm sad because and I'm I'm sure all the Laker fans are hoping, but if, if the, most of the Laker fans, experienced Laker fans are probably like me and you, they're like even if the, the best scenario is they come back May 1st together, two weeks is not enough time to get ready for the playoffs. Well, especially since the rest of the supporting cast, they're not playing well to begin with. You if know? you want to call them supporting they're, cast they're too. They're like, well, now yeah. the other side is that the Nets, the Nets, uh, Kevin Durant is missed basically the same amount of time as Anthony Davis. And, and they say that Durant's got a bad hamstring. I, I, it's the same thing with Durant. I don't know if Durant's healthy. I don't, I, I believe that if you take two months off in the middle of the season, something's wrong. I, I believe something's really wrong. And I don't think that you can come into the playoffs and dominate. Now Durant and AD are the kinds of talent that can do that. If, if anyone could Durant maybe could, I mean, you know, the old saying Durant, you know, Durant could wake up in the middle of winter and just drain 20 foot jump shots. Like it doesn't make any difference, but you know, this is, you know, this is the highest level of basketball in the world. So I just don't think as good as Kevin Durant is, if you skip two months of the season mm. after skipping all of last year, right. Yeah. I mean, basically missed a whole year. He come back, he played a couple months. He looks great. And then he's out again, two months or whatever. So, you know, so the Nets, might not be totally healthy either. You know? So let's put this out there because you're right. Without Durant, that's a lot of points that goes away. And 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 Blake, not Griffin, just points though. Without Durant, it's not just a lot of points that goes away. Durant's their best defender. Durant is the one guy that can guard almost every position on the court. Yeah, and the, the picking so, up Griffin, so he's their best. Durant's their best player by far. As good as Kyrie is and James Harden is on offense, sure. Durant is just by far their best player. He can, he's got, he's the most efficient. First of all, he, you know, he can get 30 points with minimal shots. Whereas, you know, Kyrie and Harden are volume guys. They need the ball in their hands and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, without Durant, you're, you're not, you're, you're totally different. Yeah. And also Blake and, and Aldridge aren't going to make up for Durant. And the thing I'm confused about is Blake, Blake, when he played on the Clippers, he ran up and down the court. They played that game. But when he went to Detroit, they didn't so much play that way. And Aldridge, when he played on the Spurs, 
you know, that's all I ever remember. Aldridge is you just you backing guys down. It was like old Charles Barkley moves. Well, I don't see how yeah. those two guys are going to help them in the transition in that game that they play. Those guys are only there for one reason. If they have their full arsenal, right? Yeah. When it comes playoff time, they're going to ask 15 minutes. They're going to grab 15 minutes from each of them. They're going to tell them to go out there and give me the hardest 15, 20 minutes you have. Uh, Aldridge. Aldridge can replace Durant on offense because he can drain some shots. He can make, he can score. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how, where he's at defensively right now, but Aldridge can always score. I watched him against the Lakers earlier this year. He was, he was awesome. He scored like 28 points. He was awesome. No, no, he can score. I'm just confused how he's going to gel with the Harden Irving. I don't think it's, I don't think it's hard to gel on that team. I think that Irving and Irving and, and Harden, are, they could just get the ball to anyone. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's easy to play on that team. Okay. You know? and so, I mean, very simple to play with. Steve Nash is the coach, and, you know, there's not a lot of design. It's just like, you know, like give the ball to Harden, let him break down the defense. They, 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 he, he breaks down the defense. He gets in the lane. He kicks it out. They throw it around a couple times, and, and then the plumber's getting an open three-pointer. Like, that's their offense. So, so let's say Durant doesn't come back. We'll use this situation. If Durant comes back. All, all bets are off. They, they're in. They're in the finals, yeah. and we'll see what happens. If Durant doesn't come back, do you think Philly – does anyone well, because, else Well, no, because Philly's best player is injured too. Like, yeah. that's the problem right now uh, see, it's, it's, is that the, the three best teams in the league all have their best player injured. So it's difficult right now to, to say, you know. So I'm going to go back to this because it upsets me. I don't want to say this because, you know, we, 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 we like Adam Silver. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a, I consider him a buddy, but do you, do you think starting the season as early as they did, especially for teams that made the playoffs deep in the playoffs and the championships, is this causing problems? No, it's not because these players, they, um, they do that load management thing. Durant's been taking all kinds of time off. All right. Nothing to do with it. All right. All right. These guys don't play. These guys don't play a lot. That LeBron's the only guy that plays every game. I know. No I can't believe how he game. does that. I can't believe how he yeah, does that. No, these guys, it's different now. These guys don't play. I mean, Kawhi plays 60 games a year. If he's lucky, he's going to play 50 something games. LeBron's like Kobe, play. like Kobe would play all the time. LeBron's just like Kobe. LeBron, yeah. Kobe, and, Ma- and Michael Jordan are so, the same. Maniacs. They're all the same. They're maniacs. Yeah. They tend to get a win. I mean, they're obviously different players on the court, but they, they got the yeah. same mentality. All right, so we'll go, we'll go, we'll go Brooklyn, even with the injuries to Brooklyn, injuries to Philly, we'll still take Brooklyn if, yeah, if they, all things happen today. Brooklyn. All right, now let's go to the Harden's playing MVP basketball. Well, the guy, well, the guy's gonna win the MVP now. Yeah, he's great. And I think the odds of him, like about a month ago, was like he was like plus 700. Yeah, but let, uh, let me just I let, take let, me just, let me just go off course a minute here because yeah. we're talking about the NBA and the playoffs and the greatest the greatest players in the world. And we're right in the middle of March Madness. So, you know, we, we got the final four set up now. And I just want to say, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to make a un, very unpopular assessment of college basketball. Mm. But I got to tell you, it is horrible. It is awful to watch. I watched the UCLA Michigan game because I like UCLA. I'm a big UCLA fan. I love their history. I love the university, right? The John Wooden Triangle. I love it. I love UCLA. You love all of it, yeah. And I, and, I, and I like this team. This UCLA team is a good team. They don't have any superstars on their team like, like UCLA used to always get 
like the number one player in the country or the top five player in the country. They don't have that guy right now, but they have a really good team with a bunch of really good guys, young players, and they got that really good coach, Mick Cronin, who they got from Cincinnati, and he he's, does a great job. But I got to say, the game between UCLA and Michigan was one of the worst college basketball games I've ever seen. It was awful. And it was they, exciting. But it was exciting, right? It wasn't exciting to me. I was watching the game with five minutes to go. I was watching the game, and I said, I don't think these teams are going to score anymore. I, I, oh. I, I swear, I, I don't think they could score, and they couldn't. Michigan could not score. UCLA barely scored. The other thing is, a 90, it's just it, – it's so bad. The, the college basketball and that March Madness has gotten so bad, the level of play has gone lower and lower because they don't have their players. Like, the, like the, all the players leave and they go into the pros to make money. So, I mean, you know, Michigan was a number one seed and I'm watching them and I'm going, how are they a number one seed? They got this seven foot center, this, this kid, Hunter Dickinson. He was terrible. Like he had one move, like he, they threw him the ball and all he did was bounce it, bounce it, and then turn to his left and try to shoot. I mean, they were the number one seed, which means that they're like one of the top four teams in the country. UCLA beat number two seed Alabama and they beat number one seed Michigan to win that region, to make it to the final four. Alabama and Michigan both were not good. They weren't good teams at all. UCLA, they're scrappy, you know, and, and they play hard, but it was, it's, it's some of the worst basketball and no one, again, no one wants to admit it. No one wants to say it, but we've watched college hoop for our whole lives Back in the 80s, it was the greatest. Come on. Can you imagine like like Houston with Drexler? Yeah. Elijah Wan, Lorenzo, like all those guys. Like, 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 can you imagine that? Or, or you can imagine or Duke, the, Duke? The, the Big East, the, the Big East in Big, the 80s. The one year in 1985, the Big East had three teams in the final four. It was amazing to watch. Derek Coleman. Derek oh. Coleman, Cycli. I mean, I mean, yeah, even, St. even St. John's had, had uh, Chris Mullen. They had uh, Mark Jackson and Walter Berry. I mean, they had so many great players. On and they had uh, Bill Cartwright. No, no, <laughs> no. Had, I mean, no, uh, he was on San Francisco. No. What's his name? The other, Bill, the other Bill uh, Wennington. Bill Wennington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. let me ask you. So I see, I, I, I get where you're going with this. And, and I, I think college basketball is diluted down to nothing because these guys are just jumping ship and leaving and you know, you don't get those teams anymore. You don't get oh, the Dukes. You don't get these teams anymore. Like Houston, Syracuse, Georgetown, you don't get you these guys. Me. You just reminded me Duke and Kentucky didn't even make it. Right. No. And so and the other thing is North Carolina, North Carolina got blown out in their first game. Kansas got completely blown out in their second game. So like like the they call them the blue bloods or whatever they call them yeah, like yeah. The, the great programs yeah the historic they don't ones. even they don't even they're not even any good anymore because they can't keep their players like Duke gets great players but they always get Zion or they get RJ Barrett or you know or they get the Wendell Carter and they stay one year and they go so so Coach K isn't able to develop a team anymore Roy Williams just mm -hmm. retired today. Yeah. Roy Williams isn't really able to develop a team anymore. They're getting their great players. They come in for a year and then they leave for the NBA. And sometimes if they don't even go to the NBA, they have this thing called the transfer portal where they go into the transfer portal and they can mm -hmm. pick other teams to go play for. 
college basketball, I, I know everybody loves March Madness and everyone talks about it, how exciting it is it. And when you watch the games, the announcers keep saying, it's such an exciting time of the year. It's so amazing. Not. I, UCLA, Michigan was not exciting. It's a terrible, the game was, the game was like so bad. And then the end was like, miss shot, miss shot, miss shot, miss shot. And then there was one analyst that was talking about the UCLA game. I don't know if it was Greg Anthony or whatever. And he was going, look at the shots that Michigan had at the end of the game in the last minute. Not one of them, they were contested. Like UCLA didn't even guard them. Well, and think they, about that team he, Greg Anthony played on too. Yeah, whatever. Oh, it was a great team. Oh, oh my God, they would team. demolish these guys. So let me ask you this, because Gonzaga seems like they play fundamentally sound. Every guy can yeah, play. They're good. They're good. Both ways can shoot. So let me ask you this, because I don't know if all I'm, – I'm assuming most of those guys on that Gonzaga's team stay. No, most of the no, time. that won't happen. Well, they, they got – Gonzaga did something this year that they've never really done before. They got a number one recruit. They got this guy Jalen Suggs from mm -hmm. Minnesota. He could have gone anywhere he wanted in the country. He picked Gonzaga. He's there. He's a freshman. There's no way he's coming back to Gonzaga next year. But on a general rule, their guys stay how many years? Generally, it's been they stay longer. But Gonzaga, this team is different. This team has Nemhart. They got that guy Andrew Nemhart. He's a he's a transfer from Florida. They got they, they got Jalen Suggs. They got guys that are, this team hasn't been together long. Like they've been thrown together. They're just a they're a very good team, but you know they're undefeated. They're thirty and zero right now, right? They're 30 and 0. And so they win the next two games. They're going to be undefeated. This, and then people are going to try to compare them mm -hmm. to the great teams over the last 30 or 40 UNLV. Years. They're going to try to compare them to yeah. the UNLV, UNLV, the Duke, the team, the, the great Kentucky team. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It's, as good as Gonzaga is now, they ain't going to beat anybody. They wouldn't beat one team from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, not one team. Their their big man is this guy named Drew Timmy. He's a yeah. He's a funny guy. He's not, he, he's no. I, he does this thing where after he scores, he traces the outline of his. You, you know who he looks not, like. You know who he looks like terrible. If you watch him, he's got the headband on, which I like headbands. We like the headbands. But I watched him, and I'm like, this guy. He's got this look. Like he looks like one of those 1970s and the 70s. Those musicians that they called storytellers. He he looks like Glenn Fry. Or someone like that. If you look at him, he looks like he could be in like CCR, like Clear Clearwater Revival. He's like yeah, this okay. weird look. He looks, and I think he wants that thing. I think that's why he does that thing. You said ridiculous. Tell you, tell you, like I'm watching, like I'm watching Chris Weber or someone do the game or whatever, and yeah. and Weber's got to be going. I would kill that guy. Oh. If I was playing against that guy in a, in, in a tournament game. I would destroy that guy. I mean, he's not. I watch him. He's got nothing. I mean, he's. He's not going to be in the NBA no. in three years. He's got nothing. None he, of those guys have anything for the NBA. I mean, Jalen so, Suggs might. So, Jalen so, Suggs, you know. Yeah. But, but so, so how does it – I want to know how does this help then the NBA? Like we were talking about it doesn't how the help game – the NBA. The, MB, yeah. the, NBA, the NBA doesn't like the players coming into the league so young, but there's nothing they can do about it. They were able to get the one-and-done thing set up, but now the players are even finding their way around that. Like LaMelo, like LaMelo Ball skipped it and just went to Australia. There's a couple guys. That, there's another guy named Hampton, I think. He went to Australia. So they're, they're going around that too because these guys – now, now the NBA set up this other thing where the G League is developing kids that don't go to college. They need so they to do that, though. The G League, right? 
So, but, smart. but smart I mean, move, though. listen, when you and I were running around with sport jerks 20 years ago, we were meeting all the heads of all the leagues. We met mm-hmm. the, you know, we met the, you know, we worked with basketball. We met the NFL guy. We met the hockey guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember in New York, up in the big high rise, we met the guy that ran the NHL. Jerry not, Batman. Not Gary Batman, not Batman. No, but Batman. One of the guys that was one that we didn't meet Batman, but oh. we met one of the guys that was running the NHL. And he said to us, he said, the problem that the NHL has is when the guys come to our league, no one knows who they are. See, yeah, he said, in the NBA, they're already famous. The, in the NBA college, like March Madness made Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and Michael Jordan famous. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley, they were all famous before they got to the NBA. Mm-hmm. They, you do all that free advertising, and the NBA gets a famous player. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where that's where college basketball was so great back in the 70s and 80s is these guys would develop for two or three or four years, whatever it may be, Isaiah Thomas, all these guys, when they came into the NBA, everybody knew who they were. We all knew them. Yeah, no, and it's it's, it's no, we don't know anybody. No, and it seems hard with the NBA. It seems like a lot of the guys, like you know, Jason Tatum's really good, uh, you know. But you you start like looking at it, like you know, like Lamelo, he broke his wrist, he's done for the year. Like like I don't see like Lonzo. We went through that with the Lakers. They should have t- taken Tatum. Yeah, he's no good. Like, I don't understand. So the NBA, like the only thing they're trying to do, which is a good thing is the G league, which is a good move because they're noticing that they're not staying in school enough and they're not, they're not honing their game and it's going to affect the NBA. Um, Well, it doesn't affect them in the long run talent wise because the NBA is left with the greatest players in the world. True. Talented. It, It doesn't really affect them. I mean, the problem that the NBA is having more than anything is that, the teams that are drafting in the top five, they don't know what they're getting. Like, the, yeah, they, they don't know what they're drafting. Like, you know, this year the, the Minnesota Timberwolves drafted Anthony Edwards from Georgia. He played one year at Georgia, right? He averaged like, he averaged like 16 or 17 points or something. He wasn't amazing at Georgia. And, and so, you know, when you're drafting him, you don't know if you're getting like Anthony Bennett or, or Andrew Wiggins. You don't know if you're getting a guy that can't play. So now I watch him. I watch this guy, um, Andrew Edwards, Anthony Edwards play against LeBron twice and he could play like he's great, you know, oh. like but they got lucky. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but, you know, but there's, but the NBA, they're drafting these kids, these Kentucky kids, they go one year, like um, the, 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 the Charlotte team, they drafted this kid, Michael kid Gilchrist back like almost, almost 10 years ago, like eight or nine years ago, they drafted Michael kid Gilchrist number two or number three. Right. And he can't play. So, like, they didn't know that because he was only at Kentucky for one season and they ended up picking him. Three. And he was – everybody thought play. he was awesome. Well, there's another guy. There's another guy that the Lakers might pick up. I was reading. I was talking to Roman. The Lakers might get a guy. He was the number three pick. I, I, I forget who he is. I, I, well, the Lakers had this guy, Wesley Johnson, years mm-hmm. ago, played for Syracuse. Syracuse. He was the number four pick in the draft. He couldn't play a lick. You know, so like that's what's happening with the NBA is they end up drafting these kids that play like one or two years of college ball. And then and then they're like, oh, well, he looks like the next star. They they grab him and he he can't can't do anything. Yeah. And college, you're right. Like, I don't the March Madness tournament is not the same. I don't care what they say. They can keep saying that, too, just to keep viewers. And Gonzaga, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from them. Very good team. Obviously, they're undefeated. But I that undefeated 
thing is 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 probably inflated too because the competition's just like nothing. I mean, yeah. you know, like it, it's just sad because I just don't understand where it seems like it all gets diluted over the decades. I I I I don't know. I don't understand. Well, one of the things is that more teams have good players are spread out, you know, but I hear, you know, the other thing is it's the style of the game, the UCLA Michigan game that I'm bashing and talking about. It it was the final score was 51 to 49. Now you and I in 1985, we watched the perfect game when Villanova beat Georgetown for the national championship, 1985. I think the final score was 66 to 64. Mm -hmm. It was something like that. It wasn't a high scoring game. But Villanova shot 73% in the second half yep. or something like ridiculous or, yep. or, or 73% for the game. I mean, they yep. shot some ridiculous high percentage to beat that Georgetown team. They had to play the near perfect game. Yep. You know, there was, a, I mean, we watched um, when, when um, Georgetown lost their first um, uh, championship game to, to uh, North Carolina, when, when Michael Jordan made the winning shot. I think the final the final score of that game might have been sixty two to sixty or mm-hmm. something like that. It wasn't a high scoring game, but that game was well played. Like those teams, they were they were good and they played defense and and you know they, that's they, what they, I don't understand. I'm trying to get my well, wrap my saying. arms around that. I don't understand it. When you see a score that's fifty one to forty nine, right? The UCLA game, you think, wow, that defense must have been amazing. And then you watch the game and you realize. UCLA didn't play that great a defense. They gave up so many open shots. Michigan didn't make anything. So it's not defense. Like they're not all defensive teams. And you know what I mean? Like everyone says, oh, they played great defense in college. No, the other guys couldn't shoot. The other guys can't score. Like, I mean, Michigan couldn't have scored 60 points if they were alone in the gym and passing to each other. As one of my friends used to say, they're 0 for Saturday. That was vote. That was vote. They're they're 0 for me. Yeah, Tellerino, you're over Saturday. Tellerino, you're over Saturday. I couldn't make a shot that day. So it's 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 frustrating because, and I think it's good that we talk about this because we're older and we can we can talk about things as a fan over decades. And I know younger kids, like baby boomers and Gen X people, are going to get what we're talking about. I know younger kids are going to, what the hell are they talking about? Oh, baloney! I, I think those guys are great, and these guys are great. I don't. And and that's why I kept saying, like last show, you got to go watch the tape, man. You go watch the tape of these people, and you'll see. And like, go watch that Villanova Georgetown finals. Well, but, go watch but, but, it. Most of, the, most of the the fans that that we talk to, that I talk to on a daily basis. You know, they might not be as old as me, but they're 30s and 40s, right? They're all in their 30s and 40s or whatever, 50s. They think I'm nuts. When I tell them this basketball sucks, they think I'm crazy. They're like, oh, you don't know anything. College basketball is so much better than the NBA. They don't play defense in the NBA. They think like most of the most of the people that I speak to about this, they jump down my throat and they think I'm being a hater. I'm just calling it like I see it. Bad basketball is bad basketball. I'm sorry. I could watch a basketball game and I could think these teams are not good. You're right. And in fact, that Alabama UCLA game where the ball at the end went through the guy's legs and it hit his shorts and they did the re they replayed it and they replayed yeah. it and it was off him. If he had John Stockton shorts on it, 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 it they would have had the ball. Absolutely. So that's like, that's a thing. Like, maybe, right? you know? But the funny thing was I was watching those guys <laughs> and if they if they wore the John Stockton shorts, then they would have won that game. They would have got that ball. Yeah. So well, you know, so but the thing was when I was watching that game, 
Alabama at the end, they couldn't make a free throw. These guys were choking, choking. They were were 11 for 25 from the foul line. Oh, my God. And you watched a guy. I can't remember what guy it was near the end, and he had two shots. This guy's not making full shots. I can just tell by his demeanor. This guy is missing these shots. And he just was like, I don't don't know what the line is. Gonzaga's playing UCLA in the final four. I don't know what the line is. I'm going to look it up real quick. Look it up because I'm going to make a pick. I'll bet you you any money it's got to be in double. It's got to be 10. I, I'm, I'm going to guess it's 10. I don't know what the line is. I'm going to look right now. But I'm telling you this right now. Bet everything you have on Gonzaga. And that's a final four. That's a five. I, I, I bet you any money. So I'm going to look. I'm guessing it's 10 or 11. I that's wonder it. when the last time it's been that large. Okay, it's, it's 14, baby. <gasps> it's 14. Whoa. And when, when do you think in a final four, the line's been that big would have been UNLV back with the running rebels. Yeah. When they played, they played someone before yeah. they beat Duke in the final, maybe the game before that. I don't know if it yeah. was 14. No, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was double digits. Okay. Think, but, but buddy, so it's minus 14, uh, the money line. And I don't know what the, they don't have. Oh, the over under is one forty five. under. So that means the over under is like, 70, 78 to 77. Under. It ain't going over. UCLA's not scoring those 60 points. Unless unless it's like just a – they're down by 25 and they're just launching threes. You know what I mean? Just to catch up. I don't, like give, I don't like giving up 10 points. We don't do bets per se. No, I don't bet. But what's the, the money line is what then? You got it. It's all – Minus 1,100. Ah, jeez, forget it. I would just mm. – Which means that – which means that if you got you got about eleven hundred dollars to win a hundred, I would take Gonzaga minus the ten minus fourteen. I know eleven hundred dollars to win a hundred, which is ridiculous. So that's where the, the money lines get tricky. So I would take Gonzaga minus fourteen and the under, because I would hedge this. I don't know if both of those can come in, but I know if Gonzaga covers a line, maybe they'll blow them out and we'll go over. Okay, so here's the thing. The and maybe I'd get that, lucky in a squeeze game and it would. The people that bet these games, like the Sharps, they call them the Sharps, right, here in yeah. Vegas. They bet these games. The reason that line is so high is because the Sharps have laid a ton of money on Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Which means that the people that, the people that put the big money on these games are seeing it exactly the same way I'm seeing it. We don't bet. But the mm-hmm. Sharps are seeing it that UCLA sucks. Mm-hmm. They don't belong on the same court as Gonzaga. And Gonzaga's going to win 80 to 50. That's the way they're seeing this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I mean, because people are betting Gonzaga minus 14 in a final four game against UCLA. UCLA is not a bad team, but they look terrible. No. And you have to figure that's a tough bet to make because if they're up by 20, 21 at the end, it's not, no, I, I think UCLA could score like six or seven. Straight. UCLA, UCLA has one player. His name is Jules Bernard, Jules Bernard. He's 6'6", six, six, you know, he's a lefty, he's a scrappy guy. He plays the two years now, I watch him play. He's a good good young player. Like, he's a good defender. He can play all different positions. One thing about UCLA, they have four guys that are 6'6", six, six that play, right? And they can all handle the ball and shoot. They, you know, they're, they're, they got a lot of good young players. This kid, Jules Bernard, I watched him for two seasons. He's a good young guy. I like him. He's athletic. He's tough. You know, right? he does a lot of things. He was 0 for 16 in two games. Oh, my God. He could make a shot. I mean, I know he's slumping. He finally made two big baskets in the last five minutes. 
He so he, got the ball in. So but he was all for he was all for Saturday and all for Tuesday. Or he something was, like that. He was he was all like, <laughs> for the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> all right. So what's the other game, real quick, and then we're going to shift gears. The NFL, the Baylor game. What's the line yeah. on the Baylor game? Well, Baylor Baylor is playing Houston. That's not going to be fourteen. No, no way. But Baylor is um That's Baylor's the second Baylor's the second best team in the country. That game is only minus five. And what's That's the over under? Oh, the over under is going to be low. Um, let's see, oh, one thirty four. It's low. Oh gosh! Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. low. Yeah, sixty eight to sixty seven. Yeah. But Baylor can score. I don't think so. They got no. Davion Mitchell, and that's it, buddy. That's you know, a tough. Guy. That's a real tough one. They got one guy, Davion Mitchell. They got everyone else is just again. That's going to be a clunker game. That's going to be a fifties. Listen, that game's going to be in the fifties, both guys, both ways. Barry, That's, Gonzaga yeah. and Baylor, Gonzaga and Baylor are going to be playing in the championship yep, game. I think so. Teams, right? And that championship game will be pretty good to watch. It'll be pretty good. I'm telling you, it'll be okay. Yeah. But these games in the Final Four, forget about it. I would take Baylor and the under. You know, yeah. I think Baylor. I think Baylor will give Gonzaga a little bit of a fight, but the whole thing, like. I haven't been interested in a long time because of what we talked about with guys leaving and the, the quality of the play. And it's just, it's just hard. And, and, you know, and this is the thing too, like, I I understand why, like we talked about the NBA and the network guys got to keep saying, Oh, the Lakers don't worry. They're going to still make it. And then we hear the college announcer guys, they go, this is the greatest time in sports history. And, you know, I get why they have to do that because most people are stupid and they're sheep and they'll just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's guys like me and you that'll be like, you know, please, you're insulting my intelligence. I mean, it's like, it's like <laughs> Michael Corleone. You're in, yeah. don't insult my intelligence. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like, we know why you're doing it. And unfortunately we want you to be right. I want those guys that are saying that to be a hundred percent right. Yeah. And it hurts me inside. I almost could cry. Cause I know they're not. Yeah, crushes me. You know, and the thing is, I mean, I understand that we're in a time right now in our society where it's not, you know, you you can't make derogatory comments or derogatory statements, and you can't really be negative. It doesn't really work well. You know what I mean? So you know, like taking, like, well, my take on college basketball isn't popular, and you know, nobody wants to hear, you know, some doofus sit here and go, "Well, these guys are no good." Well, I'm just comparing. Marsh Madness and college basketball to what I've seen my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, and listen, and I'll, I'll challenge, I'll challenge Bill Raftery and Billy Packer and I'll challenge, you know, uh, Jim Nance and I'll challenge Clark Kellogg and, and, and Reggie Miller and Jalen Rose. I'll challenge any of them to sit here and tell me that that UCLA Michigan game was well played and as good as Louisville against, I mean, I, I remember in, 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 Albuquerque in 1983, North Carolina State played Georgia and, and Louisville played Houston in a, in, a, in a Final Four game. You tell me that the games now were as good as those games in 1983, and there's no way. No. No way. So, like I said, I would invite Clark Kellogg because Clark Kellogg, he's got a, he does a great job. They all do an excellent job. I would invite him to come on here and you tell me that what I saw it, it was was a well-played game. And these, yeah. these games are well-played because they're not. And you wonder what Jawan Howard is thinking 
when he's watching his team, well, he's, he's his alma mater, what's he thinking, thinking? He's not thinking like we think. He's a coach, and he's involved in the moment. Yeah, in the moment. And and, and he's and he's also he's he's teaching young he's teaching young men. The other thing is, I hate when they call these guys kids. They're not kids. Like they always say, the kids they're not kids. They're young men. You know, they're they're young adults. And he's teaching these young adults how to play basketball and how to handle themselves. He's got an important job. He does a good job. He does a really good job. The coaches are doing a good job. I yeah, do think they, that they overcoach a little bit. One of the critiques I heard in the radio this week was that the last 35 seconds of the game, there were five timeouts, which Jeez. means that they're overcoaching. Like you like to see, you like to see your young team come down the court with the ball with 20 mm-hmm. seconds to go in the game. And the coach go, you know what? I got two timeouts, but you run your offense. Go do your thing. They don't do that. No. The other thing I noticed is the UCLA coach, Mick Cronin, who's an, another excellent coach. But what he does is in the second half, UCLA was shooting at, at his side of the court, right? So they were bringing the ball up the court and he was barking specifics to the team. Like, hey, run, cut over here, move over here. And I don't understand coaches doing that. The other thing is, as the point- There's a coach, lot of that that goes on too. You know, listen if, listen, if you're in- if you're in an elite eight game and you've been playing all year long, you've been coaching this team for two years and you've got your point guard that you've had for two years. If you still have to micromanage him with three minutes to go in the game, then you're not doing your job. If you haven't taught that kid and that team well enough to run your offense without you going, Hey, cut over here, get over here, move over. Like he's moving players around while from the sidelines. And I, and I'm thinking like, why are you doing that now? That team doesn't know how to run an offense right now. And, and I'll tell you what, watching these teams, they look, they look at their coach. They look toward the bench so much. There's not, there's not a lot of free-flowing game. There's, they don't just play. That's a good point. I see that a lot. I did see it with the UCLA coach, but I see it a lot with guys. And it's so distracting. Like if I was a player, I'd be distracted all the time. And you're right. You start looking at the bench all the time. Yeah, and it, and it and it's it, it is that's, so, so that that kind of coaching here. happens when you're in in, in like Fran Alball. Yeah, younger. like Fran Allison, like younger. Uh, again, though, I I recognize that Mick Cronin is is a very good coach. He's done a great job with this team. He makes them they they play hard. They're a real team. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I think that these college coaches <clears throat> they they overcoach. They overcoach. They, they overcoach. They're, they're sitting there. They're moving guys around. They're telling them, watch this, watch that. By now, you should coach your team up, roll the ball out on the floor, and, and, that's and it. know what to do. It's a really good point. Like, you know, like, well, it's that coddling. It's like, you know, just stop. You know, like, like you know, sometimes you have to let things be, and you have to trust the process well, and you, let them do. You know, J- uh, John Wooden, he had a philosophy on coaching. He didn't, he didn't like scout the, the opposing teams that much. I don't know how much he did, but his philosophy was I'm more concerned about how we're playing than the other. Yeah. Team. He was concerned about his team, how they're playing offense, how they're running their offense, that, that they had that high post offense. How are we playing our game? And then he was confident that if they played, if UCLA played their game, that they could take anyone on. And I, I think that I, I just don't see that a lot. Yeah. I, you know, no, I agree. I agree. So let's shift gears here um, for, for just for purposes. I'm going to put 
10 matchsticks on Baylor minus the points and 10 matchsticks on the under. And then I'm going to put 10 matchsticks on Gonzaga minus the points and 10 matchsticks on the under there also. Okay. So you like Gonzaga in the under and you and like I'm, Baylor in the under. Okay. I'm going to go I with both of those. And the under games are like ridiculous yeah. to watch. But I think in this case, it's going to be fun to watch because there's going to be a lot of clanking. So let's move on. I want it because we, we, well, we, maybe, we, maybe we, if we cut it right there because we've been going long and I'm, 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 I'm feeling no, I wanted you to right just now. give me some Raiders stuff, but you want to do it next week? And do can Raiders. We do that next week? We, yeah. I think, can, I think we, we've been rolling for an hour and a half. Can I show you one thing? The, the Raiders, I, I came across this thing. Let me just show you one thing yeah. here. Oh, did you notice that I'm not drinking Rolling Rock today? Yeah, you got I got cores because I actually um but drinking rolling rock and it's a good beer and I've been drinking it since I was a kid. Um but cores they talk about it's all about the water. So I love water. I drink gallons of water a day. Yeah, so drinking. I figured if I if I drink this, they said it's about the water, it's probably better for me. So I'm drinking the cores. That's hilarious. I don't yeah, so I'm I'm drinking that one because it's about I, the water. I, I, it says blue moon. Oh, Blue Moon's good. You got to put an orange in it, though. Yeah. Like this is um, Rocky Mountain water. You know, it's, it's from the Rockies. So it's very good. It's filtered. Listen, buddy, I, I drink I my regular I water. I have my Brita. I know that they say it's Rocky Mountain water. Yeah. But I, got, I, got, I got 10 matchsticks. I'll bet you 10 matchsticks that that water came from the Hudson River. That's a close refinery next to you. Uh, that course. That's baloney. No, no, that's a, that's thing. So I want to show you this because next week we're going to talk more about this. We're going to talk about the Raiders. I, and, and, and I looked at their, the additions and the subtractions and everything. They're, they're, they're still going to have, a, have trouble, especially on the defense end of the board. But this is where they should be like, looking. I'm glad that you look. Gruden should be looking at this, this right here. Wait till you see this this phenom. So watch. This kid, look at this kid. This little kid is the number one quarterback prospect from the class of 2032 or so. And he's like, um, he's, look at him. Watch this kid. He's like a Kyle Murray. Well, watch him, watch him. Watch him. Watch him. Look at look at him. So this kid is actually legit in flag football. Look at him. See him? He's, they, his nickname's Hollywood. Of course, they gave him the Hollywood nickname. His father coaches him. I'm surprised Snoop Dogg hasn't tried to acquire this kid under illegal circumstance. Look at this kid. Look at him go. Look at him go. That's where the oh, readers got to look. They got to look to this kid. So this kid, they call him Zane Hollywood. So he's from Texas. He's from Cedar Park, Texas. And that's a big football place outside of Austin. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. and this kid sure travels all over the world for flag football. He's won world championships, regional championships, country championships. And they really say legitimately, if they had a look at this kid right now, this Zane Hollywood kid, the 20, what they say, 2030 or 2032 class, he's the number one quarterback prospect. So Gruden, really? yeah, so Gruden and uh, what's his name? Maylock, Maylock, that guy, what, uh, yeah, Mayock, Mayock, where did Mayock, where was he before? Why do I think he was in the, well, he was, uh, he worked for Fox or something. He was a Fox TV guy. He came from the broadcast booth. All right. So anyway, the Zane Hollywood guy, the Raiders got to be looking for this guy because right now, I mean, I looked at it. I know they got a couple guys on D 
you know, but, but, and then they did a lot on offense, but, you know, I know their philosophy is going to be, they're going to try to outscore people, but I don't know this kid. I watched it and I go, ah, this isn't going to be anything. And then I read about the kid and I'm like, this kid's legit. Like he beats everybody. He beats well, everybody. But I mean, I mean, it, it, how old is he? <coughs> Eight. <laughs> Eight years old. And he's like, he's a, he's unbelievable. He's killing people. He's like, wait, he said, and his favorite quarterbacks are, this is a weird thing. Lamar Jackson, obviously. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Now yeah. I want you to guess who his third favorite quarterback is, that little kid. That's in the NFL right now. It was interesting when I read it. I couldn't believe it. Well, you got to give me a little hint. Nah, because it's, I can't. It, it's, I gave you those two. He likes Lamar Jackson and Patrick I Mahomes. I know who his third favorite quarterback is. Who? I know. Matt Stafford. No. When I tell you, you're going to go, what? And he had reasons for it. There's more video I'll show you next week. He had reasons who, why he liked each one of these guys. So the third one that he liked was Tom Brady. Well, yeah. That's he not. actually liked Tom Brady. Well, of course, because Tom Brady wins. Yeah, he, and he had each little like story for each guy. I like the kid because it seems like he's having fun. You know, it reminds me of when I was a kid. You know, we'd have fun, right, running around, playing football. And, and, and he's, I ask you how you say this is the guy the Raiders got to get. I say, how old is he? You go eight. Yeah. But that, could, that does nothing for well, the Raiders. They got to look way That's ahead. 12 years. They got to look way it's ahead. Funny, Gruden, Gruden's contract was for 10 years, so he might still be there. If they extend his contract a couple of years, he might still be there. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe son of Chucky will come. They'll, they'll have yeah. a son of Chucky. So anyway, we'll talk more about that next week. It's okay. I, 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 I don't have too much confidence in the Raiders thing. I hope you'll change my well, I, mind. I want to break it down for you. I just don't have the energy right now. No, no, you, 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 yeah, yeah. um, you yeah, should go to sleep. I'm going to lay down and, um, you should lay down and put a wet washcloth. Yeah. Your head, yeah. A cold, yeah. wet washcloth. My if mom would always barefoot boot camp tomorrow. Yeah, well, well, if you don't feel you know, well, you know what I was thinking about the other day. The funniest story about your mom is that I, I love your mom. When 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 we're eating lunch, your mom's asking you, "How's lunch? Is lunch good?" And we're like, "Yeah." And then she just goes, "Okay, well, what do you what are we having for dinner?" Yeah, right? and that and that and then and then when you're eating dinner, she says, "Is the dinner good?" And you're like, "Mom, dinner's great." Okay, yeah. what, what what do you want for dessert? Right? <laughs> you know, move forward. So, that's so cute. Dolly always move forward to the next meal. Yeah, the next thing, like immediately, like immediately, <laughs> you had to have dessert immediately yeah. after dinner. Like your fork is going down, the last kernel of corn, and yeah. now the cake's in front of you. Yeah. But anyway, so. Mom, so my mom, that's how she was. She um, used to say, Mom, listen, can we just, can we just eat? Can I yeah. just eat? Well, can I digest a little bit, relax for a second? You know, so anyway, but you know. Just, I love that. That's a cute yeah. story of your mom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next <laughs> week, so so Tommy will be COVID-free yes. in seven days. Well, not COVID-free. He'll be protected, yeah. I think, seven days yeah, after I, the second luck, shot. Luckily, the COVID didn't hit me, like, very lucky with the COVID, you know. Yeah. And I've, I been think, high, I've been in hot yoga since May. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you how you survived. <laughs> and, um, well, I think the heat just killed everything. Um, but you'll you'll be good next week because, yeah, I can tell you're um, – you yeah, know, it's, it's, you're groggy. So, yeah. so, anyway, Old Men and Sweats, Barry D and Tommy D. Thank you for watching and listening to our video podcast. Make sure you check out our video podcast on Vimeo and on all major platforms, the audio podcast. 
And remember, everybody, you know, and we talk, we talk old school, we talk, you know, new school. But remember, all you old school people and all you new school people, we won't try harder next time. So okay. don't even ask. Right, Tommy? Right, you got that right, buddy. Take all right. Care. Adios. Take care, man. All right. Go, go rest. Get the cold washcloth. Okay, it, work, it works all the time. All right. Bye-bye. Back with the homies, you know. Drink on some floaties, smoke some crap. Oh, yeah, dazzling, stimulating. And you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Very good, Tommy T. Let's go, let's go. It's old minutes, it's old minutes.